Welcome to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. Today on the show, Bob is speaking with Christine Gritmon. One must is that I had to go work for a company that would allow me to be Christine Gritman and would see my personal brand and in fact my own business as an asset, not a liability. Because there are certainly companies that do not want their employees doing their own thing. They feel like it's it's competition or it's going to split their focus. When I decided to search, I only went for companies where I knew people who worked there and I knew for a fact that the internal culture allowed for that. Hi there and welcome back to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. My name is Bob Gentle and every week I'm joined by amazing people who share what makes their business work. And if you've just hit play, then while you have the app open, hit the subscribe button. And if you're on an iPhone, that's the plus or the follow button. And that way you won't miss a single thing. Now, before I jump into introducing this week's guest, another reminder, there's been a few now, I apologize, not sorry. After nearly 200 of these interviews, I've learned a thing or two about what makes business work online. And it turns out success does leave clues. And I want to offer you a map. So if you head over to my website, you can grab your copy of the Personal Brand Business Roadmap. And it's yours for free as a gift for me. So this week, we are jumping straight into calling a spade a spade. We are talking to Christine Gritman, personal brand guru to the stars, and now leader at social media pulse which is very exciting christine has her own business and is also participating in leading another one christine welcome to the show thanks so much bob and it was great to actually get to see you in real life a few weeks ago speaking of about town we were both about a totally different town (laughs) yes so my listeners i apologize in advance i told you i don't know if it was the interview before this one in terms of the listening order But we're going to be talking about San Diego a lot in the next few months because Christine and I were both at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego, an absolutely incredible event. If you haven't been, you really need to make sure you're there next year. It was my first time. Pretty sure it wasn't your first time, Christine. No, that was my fifth Social Media Marketing World, actually, and it won't be my last either. I think Social Media Marketing World for me is one of these things that's lived in legend. And I knew lots of people who had been there. And I kept hearing the same thing again and again, that social media marketing world was where it all changed. And how does that chime for you? What impact has that event had on you and your business and your practice? Absolutely. It really has changed everything and it changed it in different ways, different years. So in 2017, I was brand new to the social media world. I I had just started my own social media business in May of 2016 with no real experience in it. (laughs) And so I was really there to learn. And I didn't know who any of the speakers were. I didn't know any of the other attendees and nobody knew who I was. I was a complete unknown. So I went in really fresh and I learned so many things. My mind got blown wide open. I still use things every single day that I learned at Social Media Marketing World 2017 because of course they were teaching, you know, the latest and greatest and some of that is still highly relevant even though things change a lot. And then in between 2017 and 2018, I learned a bit more about the strength of conferences for building relationships. And so in 2018, I went in there with the intention again to learn and I did go to sessions and learn a tremendous amount, but I also made sure to get to know people. So I made sure to meet people to stay in contact with them, to get them to know who I was, which I did 
largely through content creation and live tweeting and engaging with people online and in person. And so 2018 was really, the game changer for me was more about the relationships. 2019, I actually volunteered at the conference because it is a very expensive conference and you get in for free that way. So I unfortunately didn't make it to as many sessions as I wanted to, but I did learn a lot from those sessions. And 2019 was really an opportunity to build upon the relationships that I had made in 2018. And then 2020, it was really fascinating because the world was about to shut down. So it was it was an interesting thing. But in 2020, it was really clear to me that I had reached a point where even though I don't know everything and there was plenty to learn from the sessions, I had reached a point where this conference for me had truly become about the people and the overall experience more so than the sessions. That is no reflection on the sessions themselves. It was still a fantastic lineup. I just realized in 2020, as I looked forward to making my plans for the future years, I realized that this had become for me more about relationships. And I went in with an intention, expecting that there would be a social media marketing world 2021, which of course there was not, that in 2021 for me, I would really prioritize time with the people I wanted to spend time with more so than going to sessions. And as it happened, and I could not have predicted this, I found myself this year in 2022 going with an employer for the first time. It was really, which we'll talk about in just a moment, but it was really lovely, first of all, not to have to limit my experience by what I could afford to go do. It was also really nice that at this point, I have relationships with a lot of brands and a lot of people who were having their own events. So really events around the conference, but outside the conference were a really huge part of my experience this year. And this year, I was also really there to make content for the Social Media Pulse community. I spent a lot of time holed up in a room where I had my little video equipment set up And I had a full schedule of interviews set up, one-on-one interviews with a bunch of the speakers, with a bunch of other people I knew there. So it was a very different experience. But again, I was really there to see the people. I did still get a lot out of the keynotes that I attended, though. And I never, ever go back and watch the replays of breakout sessions. And this is the rare year where I'm actually going to, simply because I didn't really get to see any of them in person. So I I am actually planning on going back and learning a bit from the the breakout sessions that I feel like, oh, yeah, I really do need to brush up on that or I need to learn something about that, actually. So I'm going to pick and choose through that schedule and look at some of the replays this year, which is something I normally don't get to do. But as the meaning of the conference has shifted to me to being about the in-person experience, I want to also get the uh, learnings that I missed (laughs) while prioritizing those other things. Yeah, no, I absolutely ag- agree with you. And I think one of the things that I really took home, and I, I hear it in what you're describing, my journey to social media marketing world was a bit different in that I spent probably the last couple of years getting to know what it turns out, maybe 50% of the speakers really, really well through interviews and interactions online. So when I arrived at social media marketing world, I was surprised by how many people I did know. And what I'm hearing you describe and what my experience was, what was what Mark Schaefer's sort of main topic in, in his talk was, which was this cumulative advantage. And I think this is something that we can come back to in a moment. But what he was talking about was any advantage is cumulative over time. That what I'm hearing in when you went to the first event, you knew a few people, it then grew from there, it grew from there. The longer you go, 
the greater your advantage of being there becomes. And it's the same with the relationships that I've been building that led me to be there. And what's interesting is knowing where you are now, that seed of the very first social media marketing for, world for you has led to the social media marketing pulse, the social media pulse opportunity that you could never have had in any other way, I'm guessing. Exactly. It was all about relationships. Um, I'll back up and explain what that is, actually. So Social Media Pulse is a freestanding online community. It is not a Facebook group. I mean, we also have a Facebook group, but, you know, it's its own independently developed platform that we developed for this purpose. And it pulls together training programs on social media. It pulls together chats and groups and conversations you know, sliced and diced by all sorts of different things, by industry, by topic, all sorts of ways to find the right conversations. It has a business and career section, including a job board, which is pretty unique, and lots and lots of content. And I am the senior editor of content for this community. So um, I'm always looking for smart people to write for us or to let me interview them, which I did a lot of at Social Media Marketing World. And the thing is, the community itself, it's a brand new thing. It just launched at Social Media Marketing World. So my position is brand new. But Social Media Pulse community is owned by Agora Pulse. It is not about Agora Pulse. It is not just for Agora Pulse users, and it's not to sell or use Agora Pulse. It is pretty separate. But at the same time, my relationships that I developed through social media marketing world, I soon realized a lot of the people that I admired and that I had, that I had been developing relationships with also had relationships with Agora Pulse. So then I became an Agora Pulse ambassador a few years ago. I admittedly didn't bring in a whole lot of money, but I did, you know, give them love and talk about how I liked the product, which I genuinely did and do. And I spoke at some of their virtual events. And so through those years of relationship being developed that way, as well as the fact that I have a lot of very well-developed relationships in the broader social media industry, for sure, that all was greatly to my advantage uh, when I decided at the end of 2021 that it was time for me to find a job. I had been self-employed for about five years as Christine Gritman Inc. And I'm not done with it. I am still conducting my own business as a personal brand strategist, and I'm educating people on social media, and I am still allowed to do my own thing. Um, I'm sort of re-strategizing that in coming months. But one must that I had is that I had to go work for a company that would allow me to keep this going, that would allow me to be Christine Gritman and would see my personal brand, and in fact, my own business, as an asset, not a liability. Because there are certainly companies that do not want their employees doing their own thing. They feel like it's it's competition or it's going to split their focus. And so when I decided to search, I only went for companies where I knew people who worked there and I knew for a fact that the internal culture allowed for that and valued people who had personal brands, had their own followings, their own relationships, their own businesses even. And so I looked at three companies, honestly. I looked at Agora Pulse. I knew a lot of people who had worked there, um, both current and past. That was another really key thing. I talked to some former employees because I wanted to make sure that I got a good picture of things. Yeah, you got a different perspective there. Yeah. And I looked at a couple other companies too and, and spoke to people who worked at those companies as well, just to really make sure the cultural fit was there and that, again, what I brought to the table and what I've spent the past five years building 
was going to be an asset to them and not something that I was going to have to give up on. I wanted to build my career further than what I could do on my own, but that didn't mean neglecting all that I had built on my own. I wanted to take all that I've built and bring it with me and just take it to the next level. And so with Social Media Pulse community, I've loved that I can do that because I... I'm a human Rolodex, as it were. Um, I don't know if the kids today know what a Rolodex is, but... <laughs> they can Google it. They know how that works. <laughs> they, they can. They do know how Google works. They'll ask Siri or someone or Alexa. But I know a lot of people in our industry, and I've been sort of building this network without any agenda as to why. I just kind of collect good people. And I always do, even in my personal life as well, I just kind of know everybody. I love being able to make connections for them, for sure, with each other. I really love it when two people I've connected go off and do something great together. That that makes me feel very useful and happy for them. And so I had this incredible network of people. And it's great because after years and years of developing those relationships without asking for anything in particular, now... I'm making an ask and I'm making an ask that serves them as well, which is to say that um, I am asking people to contribute their expertise and their thoughts in the social media pulse community. And it's been really fantastic. It's my, my strategy. Actually, I'm about to move in now that we've actually launched the social media pulse community. I'm about to move into the next phase where I am a little bit more like looking at, what do people want to know more about? Where are our holes in our coverage? What do we not have enough on? And so I'm about to start being a little more prescriptive with that. But still, generally speaking, I'm starting with the people first. I'm saying I have the good fortune of knowing brilliant people who know things about their areas of expertise. And I'm asking them to write about what they've been thinking about. You know, because if you ask a smart person to take the thoughts that have been rumbling around their brain and put them on paper. I feel like you're going to get something that's much better written than if you just order something up and say, okay, here's something that a lot of different people could write. I'm asking yeah. you, but it could be anyone. I'd rather hear from them. So that's been my, my strategy. And even as I move towards being a little bit more prescriptive with seeing what we need, I'm still going people first. I'm keeping it kind of vague. I'm saying, you know what? We need a little bit more about what it's like to run an agency, for example. We don't have enough content about that. So instead of saying this particular element of running an agency, I'm just talking to people who run agencies and saying, you're really smart. I'm sure you have thoughts on this. Tell You tell me what people who run agencies need to know. And, you know, Facebook ads experts, you tell me what people need to know about Facebook ads because they're so much closer to it than I am. I've been I've been a generalist. I've, I've been going deep lately on personal branding but in terms of social media skills, I'm a generalist. And so knowing people who have niched down and who have gone really, really deep into these different elements, I'm trusting them. I'm saying I know the smart people and my intelligence is knowing how to leverage that and to just let them shine and be brilliant instead of trying to be too prescriptive. So I have a question. Yeah. I, th I think when you're creating a content business, there are two directions you can go. One, you can create the content you want to create for the people you want to create it for, and you create a niche content business. Yep. We all know how that works. Or you can just see what works from a content perspective. You create what you want to create, create what your people want to create, and see who that attracts. Which direction are you going? What is your, I don't know if content strategy is the right word, but who do you want to attract? On the one hand, do you have an ideal 
avatar? Or are you going the other route where you're saying, what does the community want to create in terms of content? And then see who that attracts. And you may also have data about actually who is being attracted at the moment. I'm not sure. So it's interesting. I'm going to answer this from four different angles because I'm working with two brands, of course. I have Social Media Pulse and then I have my own Christine Gritman Inc. brand. And both of them are at inflection points at the moment. So I'm going to start with Social Media Pulse. Before we launched, we all had to make educated guesses as to what was going to hit. And I say educated guesses. We weren't just throwing everything at the wall. You know, but the fact is we did say, okay, so what do we think people want to know? And before I came on board, my boss, Paul Bradley, who's our global head of community, he has many years of experience developing communities for various tech companies. And so he did a lot of research where he spoke to people in the social media industry about what they needed from a community, what they needed from a source, not just in terms of content, but also what they wanted, you know, from a training perspective, what they wanted from all perspectives, you know, like if, hey, person who's in our target audience, which is social media professionals, what would you like to see? What is lacking as a resource for you out there? And so we did start from there, which was fantastic. We have our key objectives that came from those discovery interviews. But when it comes down to it, we know that there's a gap between what people say they want and what they actually will engage with and use. So we built the community in advance with an eye towards the information that came from those discovery interviews. But I've been really looking forward to the point that we're starting to reach now, which is that there are actually people in there and they are engaging with some things and not engaging with other things. And I'm asking questions and getting more answers from people now that they have an idea of what the heck this is and they're invested in making it work for them. I'm getting answers from people about what they want to see more of. For example, one big thing I learned at Social Media Marketing World is people really, really, really want to know more about analytics, you know, what they can track, how they can track it, how they can use those analytics, you know, what they should be doing. Because analytics, it's such a buzzword and it can be very intimidating to start. So I had not planned to do, I had planned to do some stuff on that. I didn't realize how much of that. I should really be doing. And so I like the fact that now I'm taking my strategic direction from the people who are actually showing up and using this thing. You know what I mean? I feel like that's a lot more useful than, you know, kind of guessing. And so that's what I would say for that. When it comes to my own stuff, I will say that Christine Gritman Inc. is also shifting. For a long time, I was about small local businesses for me. Small local businesses who didn't know what they were doing with social media. And I had a lot of frustration during the years where that was my target because by their very nature, the people who needed me weren't really on social media. (laughs) And that's where I hang out. And so that took a while for me to, to work out, to reconcile the difference between where I wanted to be and where they were. And in the meantime, I discovered I was really, my content, my engagement strategy, all of it was really hitting with an audience of my peers. So fellow social media people who didn't really need me thought I was brilliant, but the people who would actually give me money weren't seeing me as much. (laughs) So that's part of why I shifted to specialize more in personal branding. More of it was that I was just geeking out on it and really interested in it, but it was also the fact that I said, you know what? 
this is something I actually can offer that audience of my peers, because this is something that people who understand social media, people who understand digital marketing, they still have trouble doing it for themselves. The cobbler's children have no shoes, you know, so we just never get around to doing it for ourselves. So once I made that shift and realized, you know what, I realize who I'm talking to, I realize who's actually listening to me, that has done wonders. Um, I've been able to also get a lot more leverage with a lot less content. I used to try all sorts of things and I was running myself ragged. And when I decided to focus on personal branding in August of 2020, I pared down my content strategy so that pretty much, I mean, I'm in there engaging all day, every day. I engage like crazy. But in terms of what I actually put out, it's mostly my Twitter chat, chat about brand on Tuesdays, and my live stream, let's talk about brand on Fridays. I haven't even been, you know, repurposing that content like I should be. At, at some point later this year, I am going to put together a plan for that when I can hire it out. But, you know, I said, I'm just going to show up and do these two things and do them really well. And I think that it's quite has, surprising when, when you're really, really focused on who you're for. Yeah. Actually, you find out you can get a lot more mileage out of less. Well, people thought I was doing more was the really fascinating thing. People yeah. suddenly were saying, oh, my God, you're doing so much stuff. I'm seeing you everywhere. And I'm like, I'm not I'm doing way less stuff. I mean, part of it also is that I do guest on a lot of podcasts and live streams. And so that's part of why they're seeing me, because I'm big on collaboration and I will talk whenever with whomever. <laughs> so I think that that's part of why they thought I was doing more because I was guesting on more things because people knew what to ask me to come talk about. That's another thing. Once I focused in, you know, because previously I had people who said, oh, I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to have you on my show. I just don't know what about. Like they knew they knew me. They just didn't know why they knew me or what my thing was. Yeah. And once I sort of put that flag in the ground of I'm personal branding girl, now people knew what to ask me to come speak at their conferences about. People knew what to have me do a webinar on. People knew what to have me come on their podcasts to talk about. And those aren't the only requests I get. I mean, I recently gave a talk to a local business group about Instagram reels, which I barely even do, just because I only needed to know more than they did in order to help yeah. them. But it really does make a huge difference to be able to um, have a stronger message and stronger content that's going in fewer directions. But I can't quite do that exactly for Social Media Pulse because the audience that we are serving is a lot more broad. We really do want to be serving a bunch of different people in a bunch of different ways. I would say that our audience is anyone who can value, uh, anyone who can benefit from learning how to do social media better. And so that obviously is broader. So I have a question. Inside of the Social Media Pulse community, yes, I'm guessing the membership kind of splits up between internal social media people, the sort of more personal brand-led micro-agencies, and then the sort of more mid-sized to larger agencies. Those are yep. the three. And then possibly just the business owner who wants a bit of help with social media. And I find it interesting that analytics is such a popular topic because what I find a lot of the time is that people ask the questions that they think will solve their problems, but they often don't ask the questions that offer the real solutions. So what I mean by that is, and this is, you're particularly interesting in this because 
The truth is, yes, you need to understand your analytics. But we all know if you can put a human face on anything, it's going to travel further. People will pay attention to it more. And the most common issue I've had when I had an agency component to my business and the most challenging problem I had in my own practice was that you can throw money at a problem. You can throw content at a problem. But as soon as you stick a face on a problem, it fixes itself. The personal brand element to social media, to digital marketing, is what you would call a force multiplier. It just rockets on. And I'm curious to know, in a corporate context and within the agency context, are these conversations people are having? Because you're the person listening. So that's why I'm asking you. I haven't seen... So our community, Social Media Pulse, is very, very new. So I haven't seen a ton of conversation around that. But part of that might be that I just need to invite people to have that conversation. I would actually consider writing something on that myself, just because I think it is certainly something to to think about. I would say based on the conversations I've been having as Christine Gritman Inc., absolutely. People are realizing that, you know, as people don't want to do business with brands, they want to do business with people, as they say. And yeah. to your point, people are a lot, you know, when you put a face on a problem, people are a lot more inclined to to work it out. Uh, we, I mean, you could even spread that out to internet etiquette about the fact that the facelessness of the internet can lead some people to be cruel. But once you really point out that there's a human behind it, it, it helps. In fact, to that end, in, in Social Media Pulse, we're making sure that content on mental health for social media managers is a priority <laughs> because yeah. there are people behind these accounts. And we're interviewing several of them also about people who are behind major accounts and what it's like to run them. But yeah, the personal branding element is is an interesting one, and it can go in so many different directions. But yeah, when it comes down to it, relationships have always been the most powerful engine for a business. Some businesses have not valued that quite enough, but it is all it has always been the thing that makes the biggest difference. As as the great Bob yeah. Berg said. All things being equal, people will choose to do business with and refer business to people who they know, like, and trust. And I think that's useful no matter what element of a business you're in. If you're a solopreneur and you are your business, if you're a cog in a larger corporate machine, the fact remains, and I've been a cog in a larger corporate machine, Agorapulse isn't that large, but and I'm not a cog, um, I have a lot more power than that, but when I was younger, in my 20s, working for huge Fortune 500 co corporations, I was very much a cog. And the way I was able to get the other cogs to turn was because I understood those relationships. Um, I used to have to route projects for approval through numerous departments um, in previous jobs. And the way to get someone to actually look at it and actually get back to me when they had a million other priorities is, first of all, I had to understand how they worked and what was going to work for them. But then they also had to um, understand and respect me and the way that I worked. And we had to understand and respect each other's priorities. And my biggest job function, I felt like in those days, it was less about getting the approvals and more about developing the relationships that would enable those conversations to happen when I needed them to. That would enable someone to allow me to jump up their priority list because not only because they liked me, but because they knew that I would value their time. They knew that I would communicate things to them in a way that worked with how they communicated. 
And they understood the the larger picture and the fact that I wasn't bugging them to bug them and I wasn't bugging them because I thought that they didn't understand. I was bugging them because I just needed to get something done and I needed their buy-in and I was going to respect them as much as I could to get that from them because everyone has a million priorities on their time. And so to tie that tangent back, <laughs> so much of everything that we do in a business is is about relationships. Even when, you know, whether we are the product or not, we ultimately are. And those relationships and that human face is what gets things done. I think one of the things that really struck me from the talks that I did listen to at Social Media Marketing World, I went to a few, but I did spend most of my time talking to people, was Mark Schaefer talking about how we have things like the metaverse and Web3, we have AI, we have virtual reality. And the direction of travel for the online world is more and more remote, even within an, an employment sphere. We're becoming accustomed to never actually being in the same room as our teams and our employers. That as things become more and more anonymized and impersonal, that belonging really becomes the key currency of the future. The, the business that can give the greatest sense of belonging will be the business that commands loyalty, commands connection. and what you're describing within the corporate environment, again, the importance of the personal brand leadership within organizations becomes incredibly important. And I think that's why I like what you're doing with Social Media Pulse. I think why you're a great person to lead it. So I'm really excited to see where you go with that. Well, I'm only leading but, the content bit, really. <laughs> Paul Bradley is our head of global community. He pulls it all together. And my colleague, Dr. Ruth Inman, is our head of education. So expect amazing things from the training programs. It's getting total overhaul. And Deb Mitchell is something of a legend in the community management community. And so she is managing our community and using her skills of bringing people together. I just want to, you know, help bring in smart people to tell their stories in a way that will help others. That's my mission in pretty much everything I do, whether it's for Social Media Pulse, for Christine Gritman Inc., or just for, you know, my personal life. I, I just love bringing in the best people possible and allowing them to use their voices and realizing the blessing of that. Well, you may be in charge of content, but you know what they say, content is... King. Exactly. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Content so is king. Can't wait to get your content, Bob. <laughs> Well, I will do something. I just very happy. I, I have I have a question for you, actually. Yeah. If you take all the other content platforms, we'll see. Yep. They're all very focused on the written word. Yeah. But if you look at what people want to consume, it isn't actually the written word. They want to consume video and they want to consume audio. Yeah, I've been doing so I am, a lot of video in there. Yeah. Well, I'm glad because I'm not a big fan of writing anymore. Since I became a com com comfortable with video, I'd far rather do that. Yeah, what I've been doing with some people is, first of all, some people, I'll post a video as their main thing, but then I'll put sort of the key points of the video into some sort of blog that goes with it in that post. And then also I will, um, some people who really don't want to write, I will just interview them and I'll, I'll video it for my own use and I'll transcribe that video and craft an article out of it. So I've been doing a bit of that as well. I haven't done audio yet, but we are going to have a podcast. We're going to have a podcast about social media news that will also have a video program involved. So I'm looking forward to getting that going. Well, we can talk about the details offline. Christine Gritman, you have been great fun. I can't wait to speak to you again soon. Must have you back. There's places we could go much more 
deeply, but I know your time is precious and you have places to be. So Christine Gritman, if people want to connect with you, how can they do that? Sure. So I'm very easy to find. I'm the only Christine Gritman there is. That's G-R-I-T, like when something's gritty, like sand, and M-O-N, like Monday. So Christine Gritman, I'm at Gritman.com. In fact, if you go to Gritman.com slash connect, you'll see all of my social links. So follow me everywhere and get in touch. And then Social Media Pulse, it's very easy. It's socialmediapulse.community. And what's one thing you do now that you wish it started five years ago? Absolutely. Calendly, you know, that that scheduling link where people can mm. just get on your account. And there's a few other ones, not just Calendly. But that is something that has just changed my life because instead of just going back and forth and trying to find a good time with people, you can just say, here's when I'm available. Pick a time when you're available. And, and it's brilliant. It has saved me hours of my life. And if I had known about this years ago, my goodness, I'm just kicking myself for every moment I didn't use it. Similarly, I have to say things that I'm obsessed with now are now that I am simultaneously looking at my personal email and stuff, my Christine Gritman Inc. brand stuff and my Agorapulse stuff, having profiles on Google Chrome has been oh, yeah. a game changer to me recently. So right now I have three windows open and each of those windows has a whole bunch of tabs, but I've got one where the top is all red and that is my Christine at Gritman.com stuff. Then I've got one where everything is all orange and that's my Agora Pulse and Social Media Pulse stuff. And then I've got one that I haven't colored at all, so that's basically gray and that's just Christine, you know, that's just my personal stuff and I'm not doing as much with that, but it's great to be able to hop from thing to thing. It's very convenient. Yeah. That profile thing, when you need it, there is nothing else that comes close. Absolutely. Took me a long time to discover that. Yeah. Well, Christine, I should let you get on with your day. You've been an awesome guest. Thank you so much for your time. And I can't wait to speak to you again. You too. Before I go, just a quick reminder to subscribe and join our Facebook group. You'll find a link in the show notes or visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders. Also connect with me wherever you hang out. You'll find me on all the social platforms at Bob Gentle. If you enjoyed the show, then I would love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would make my day. And if you shared the show with a friend, you would literally make my golden list. My name is Bob Gentle. Thanks to you for listening. And I'll see you next week. Bye.